Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to take a bite out of the competition? Are you looking for ideas to make your business better? Welcome to the Core Business Show with Tim G.K. Sponsored by Apple Capital Group. At the core of every successful business, you'll find people making a difference. And with each episode of The Core Business Show, we talk with those people, examine those ideas, and explore the strategies that make them special. Now, the host of The Core Business Show, Tim Jacquet. Blog Talk Radio. Tim J.K. with Apple Capital Group. Today program, I'm on the phone with uh, Ken Fogg, who is the chair of the local uh, Dallas chapter of SCORE. Uh, uh, Mr. Fogg, are you there? I'm here. I'm okay. happy to be here. Thank you. I appreciate you joining the show this morning, this afternoon. I guess I'm going to begin with is talk about, I guess, your background in business and how you came to discover SCORE. Okay, uh, it's it's a real. I think it's an interesting story. I'm a, a lifelong CPA. Uh, spent my entire professional career in, in uh, the practice of public accounting in, in various uh, forms, whether it be with large international CPA firms or uh, uh, over the last 25 years as a sole practitioner. I first learned about SCORE back in the early 70s uh, when I was working with a firm headquartered in downtown Dallas, and I read a Wall Street Journal article about a uh, an organization called the Service Corps of Retired Executives, uh, which is now known as SCORE. And uh, at that time, I was a relatively young, uh, aspiring professional, and I thought, someday I would like to do that. Wow. And someday it came to me in, in the fall of 2009 when I had an opportunity to sit in on some uh, some counseling sessions, and I found that this was uh, something that I really was ideally suited to uh, to try to do, and it gave me a wonderful opportunity to give something back to the community in a, in a very meaningful way. Wow. Well, thank you on that. Um Talking about SCORE in general, uh, mainly you guys assist new people, uh, businesses, or individuals who want to be in business themselves. And can you tell me about, to begin with, how does SCORE play a part or partnership with the SBA? Well, we are what is known as a resource partner with the Small Business Administration, and and that basically means that we, along with other uh, similar organizations, work in, in conjunction with the Small Business Administration to try to respond to the to the varying needs of of small businesses. And, and there is actually a definition of of what constitutes a small business, which uh, may surprise people, but it's it, it's a it's an organization that has something like uh, less than a uh, hundred million dollars in sales and less than five hundred uh, or less than five hundred employees. Now we think of small business as being something that's much smaller than that. Mm-hmm. So what we what we try to do is is we try to try to be. Uh, uh, a resource to anyone who uh, comes to us, usually through some some referral by the Small Business Administration, possibly sometimes by bankers who are who are involved in, in so-called SBA lending programs, and uh, whatever their whatever those the potential client circumstances are, we try to respond to. to to their needs by by committing uh, human resources uh, with expertise in the areas that they're especially interested in in, in uh, trying to uh, receive guidance. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And are you funded by the SBA or uh, overall they kind of take care of your operation and you guys go in and volunteer, or how is that done? We are a total volunteer force. That means that uh, with the exception of our administrative people in Herndon, Virginia, which is our national headquarters, Mm -hmm. uh, virtually everybody else in the organization is is a volunteer. And and at the present time, we estimate that we have something like 13,000 volunteers who are involved with with the various uh, SCORE offices uh, around the country. And there are approximately 360. 60 chapters, which may which may translate into a lot more offices than that. For example, in Dallas, we have uh, uh, 17 satellite offices uh, that are connected with our our main office. <clears throat> and so, what what we try to do is uh, is is to uh, uh, through that volunteer organization. Uh, uh, cobble together the resources, the human resources and the expertise that we need to try to respond to the needs of our clients. But it's a it's a service which is which is totally free to our clientele. Uh everything that we learn from our clients is is held in the strictest of confidence and uh uh the uh, the clients are encouraged to uh uh seek our uh, uh our our wisdom, our mentoring as often as they need to until they get to a point where they're uh, where they're comfortable with uh, what they're trying to do. Okay. And in the course of your mentoring, I guess a person will, will call up your local office, make an appointment. Uh, with the mentoring itself, they, you, they sit down and consult with you, and you hold a hand as they go through this process of starting up. Uh, how does that normally work? Well, that that's that's usually the way we're we're initially contacted. Uh, the, uh, the the potential client is 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 uh, most likely to uh, uh, be inspired to contact Score as a result of, of of one of several ways, and maybe a combination of ways. It might be through word of mouth. It might be because uh, that individual or, or company has been in, in conversation with a, a local banking institution, and they suggest that. The, the bankers suggest that they contact SCORE. Uh, they may find us on the on, on the SBA website. They may find us on the on the SCORE.org website. Uh, but in any event, uh, through a variety of, uh, of, of uh, uh, factors, they uh, uh, they contact our local office. They they uh, they can do that either online or by telephone. Uh, it seems like we we get a lot of most of our our appointments are established uh, uh, by way of, of telephone call-ins, and uh, we talk to the to the individual on the phone and try to get some immediate uh, sense of what their needs are, and then we schedule an appointment accordingly. And then that that individual is either comes to our our main office at the Meadows Building, uh, uh, just off of Central Expressway, or uh, they may go to one of our our satellite offices, which typically are are housed in a in an outlying uh, chamber of commerce facility. And we have about 17 satellite offices scattered around the Dallas area. We have a separate chapter that's headquartered in Fort Worth. So what I'll be talking about is just the the Dallas chapter. Okay. So again, you have two chapters, but I guess in the sense of your two separate cities. You have one in Dallas, one in Fort Worth. And just tell me a little bit more what you guys do in the Dallas office. Okay. Uh, our, uh, in, in the Dallas office itself, we, we have office hours uh, five days a week from 9 in the morning until 3 in the afternoon. And we typically schedule appointments to last about an hour. Uh, they sometimes last longer, sometimes not not as long. Uh, but ordinarily, what would happen is a, a client will come in and, uh, and and sit down with a, a mentor, or sometimes we we try to have uh, if we have the uh, the the people available, we'll have two mentors talk to one client. We found that 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 kind of uh, dialogue is is much more effective because we can we can p- kind of kind of uh, play each other. Uh, uh, off one another and and uh, have a much more effective dialogue with the with the client in that uh, in that setting, 
but uh, our our role primarily at least in the initial interview is to is to uh, to learn as much as we can about the reason that client has come to see us and if i'm the interviewer if i'm the, the mentor that's involved i will just simply ask the client to tell me his or her story just tell me tell me everything you can think of that would be of, of, of value for me to be able to respond and then once i've heard the story what i try to do is to is to ask myself a fundamental question and that is knowing what i know now about this particular situation and and thinking about my professional experience as well as my life experience, what would I do if I were in that same situation? And then I try to 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 develop the conversation along those lines. But it's not our role, at least in my opinion, anyway, to uh, uh, to uh, try to impart upon our clients uh, how smart we are. Uh, we we've got plenty of uh, Plenty of brain power in our organization, but what our, I think our primary role is is to is to let the client know early on that we're there for their for them. We are we care deeply about the the outcome of whatever they're trying to accomplish, and we're going to devote whatever energy and resources we can to try to to, to make that happen. But mainly, what we're trying to do is to let them know that we are coaches we are not doers we are expecting the clients to to take the uh, take on the burden of, of of whatever they need to do to make their business successful and our role is mainly to try to guide them through that process okay so mainly they can come as many times as they want or they can call you say hey um how do you you refer them if I okay. How do I make a financial statement? What's a best program? Do you guys give them advice of how to keep their accounting, uh, how to structure their business, or what's kind of advise them with the best option for them? We we do all of those things, and and we do that in the context of of, of we we tr we try to create a, a an atmosphere of teamwork. Uh -huh. Where the where the the uh, the client is 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 essentially telling us what he or she is, is trying to accomplish, and we uh, we respond by uh, 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 essentially coaching the client through that process. If it's if, if it's the development, for example, of a of a financial model, a uh, a cash flow projection, or a uh, or a, a a projection of what their what their anticipated uh, uh revenue and expenses will be for the next 3 years for example we 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 refer them to some online resources that we have that will allow them to begin to start building a financial model and we coach them through that process if they're not comfortable with for example with working with uh, excel worksheets uh and some people aren't believe it or not yeah uh, uh then we we will we will kind of work with them as to what they need to be thinking about explain the worksheets in the context of of the practical application not that you're 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 being asked to just simply fill in a bunch of blanks but these these uh worksheets have uh, have utility in in terms of the story that they tell after the uh the the information has been entered and so we we try to keep this more in, not in the in the in the in the exercise of, of of preparing a spreadsheet, but in terms of what that spreadsheet is going to tell them when they get done with it. Okay, and that's one example. We also talk to people about uh, what what type of business entity might make the most sense in their particular situations, and and we. Uh, well, uh, even though we do, we do not, uh, uh, as a, in the ordinary course of, of counseling anyway, uh, uh, get beyond the uh, the conceptual aspects of of what type of business entity makes the most sense, uh, depending upon what their objectives are. But we do have on our staff a, a an attorney who is knowledgeable. <clears throat> about uh, formation of business entities under Texas law, 
And so if if it gets to the point where where SCORE can be a, a resource to help someone incorporate or form a limited liability company or a or a partnership entity, then our our staff attorney would be in a position to be able to assist in that. Wow. And all those services are free? That's right. Wow. Free and confidential. Free and confidential. Wow, that's that's a good package there. So even with if the staff attorney does the articles on incorporation or partnership, basically they would do the uh the legal paperwork and then tell them to go and file it. That's how it usually works. Uh, I think we actually, uh, our staff attorney actually physically files the documents once everything has been put together. Uh, there, there is a filing fee involved in, in, in any submission to the Texas Sec- Secretary of State's office, mm-hmm. and so the, the client, uh, you know, the, the client does have to have have to provide the uh, the, the financial resources to to uh, pay any fees that would be required in the uh, in the application process. But other than that, I think there, the, the the physical submission of the documents, I, I believe, is, is something that our staff attorney uh, typically would do. And, and if he doesn't, then he he puts himself in the position of coaching the the client as to as to what needs to be done as far as the the actual filing with the Secretary of State's office. Wow, that, that is really an awesome deal um, to have an attorney to do a free of charge and just. Uh... Uh, file it for you. All you got to do is just pay the uh, the uh, state fees involved. Um, when it comes to, I guess, uh, creating a balance sheet, and as you mentioned earlier, that they have to put the information in. Uh, do you guys? How involved you guys get in uh, with financial statements? You go back and say, hey, this makes sense. This uh, that makes sense. Or uh, I know uh, years ago when we were doing packaging. Of uh, dealing with loans, basically we look at the fin- we ask them to bring in the bank statements because you have a startup who uh, uh, mix their personal finances with their uh, business financing as a sole proprietorship, and we had to go there and kind of advise them how to extract. Okay, here's your business, here's your personal, keep that separate. With that information there, if they come with you with a bank statement, hey, it has all my deposits, all my withdrawals. Do you actually kind of advise them, hey, take this out, this goes here in this column, this goes here in this column, and so forth? Or how involved do you get with the financials? Well, what we would probably try to do would be to encourage them to, first of all, set up uh, set a, or establish a formal bookkeeping system. And there's any, any number of, of, of commercial uh, uh, software packages that, that we uh, we typically refer them to. We don't. We try not to make recommendations uh, because that's that's really not something that 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 we at Score uh, uh, are comfortable in doing. And I, and I think if you dig far enough back into our bylaws, you probably find some prohibition against making specific recommendations about commercial products. But the uh, but we do refer people to uh, to various uh, commercial uh, bookkeeping software programs and uh, and encourage them to uh, to to get started with a uh, with a, a bookkeeping process uh, with our coaching uh, once again it's a matter of us trying to work with them and 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 to help them become more comfortable with the business tools that they really need to To run their business on a day to day basis at the same token we we strongly recommend that as as they are able financially uh, they need to avail themselves of of resources beyond score mm-hmm. uh, one one emphasis one one thing that I always emphasize is is for that client to establish a relationship with someone who is in the business of 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 uh uh, bookkeeping and financial reporting services. Uh, it doesn't have to be a CPA, uh, but the most important thing that, that, that needs to happen is that there needs to be a very strong relationship between the client and the service provider so that over time they begin to work as a team. And I emphasize the fact that, you know, you're going you're gonna to pay 
uh, fee for what you get. And the important thing to remember is that you get what you pay for. And so uh, establish a, a an ongoing relationship with someone who is going to be with you today, tomorrow, the next day, the next year, and can provide the kind of assistance that, that you might need as far as, as ultimately uh, presenting financial statements to a, a prospective lender or a prospective investor. Uh, we can coach you about these things, but we we would encourage you really to uh, to, to take on the the uh, the ownership of that particular task, and if you need help, then you you need to be looking for for someone who who will uh, w- will charge you a fee. But more likely than not, you're gonna you're gonna get more value than uh, in, in service than what you're paying out in uh, in fees if you have the right kind of relationship. And so uh, it, that that again is is something where we don't make recommendations of of such service providers but we encourage our clients to to begin to establish that kind of a relationship the same would be true in in uh, in the the area of working with a uh, a competent uh, independent insurance agent as far as their insurance needs are concerned or or finding a a competent uh, business attorney that will help them with with matters like uh, uh, evaluating contracts and and, uh, entering into contractual arrangements with with third parties that that really do need the the expertise of a uh, of an attorney uh, who specializes in, in in those kinds of legal matters. So it's really uh, from the very get-go uh, encouraging our our clients to seek those kinds of long-term relationships with uh, service providers who become part of their part of their team as they go forward in, with their business endeavor. Okay, great. Um, in mentoring, um, I know there's been uh, some programs last year from Goldman Sachs and from American Express and helping small businesses uh, kind of mentor and kind of cultivate them in order to make them a little bit better. Have you guys have been involved with uh, any of those programs with uh, Goldman Sachs and American Express in those programs? Uh, I don't have any. I don't have any firsthand experience with either of those that you've mentioned. Okay. Uh, I, I do know that that there are some initiatives uh, throughout our our organization to uh, to work with people like Goldman Sachs, American Express, uh, and other uh, other service organizations who are. Uh, uh, who are are very interested in in, in est- establishing a strategic alliance with SCORE uh, to pr- to provide services to uh, to to clients of, of those organizations who are, are also SCORE clients. Uh, I was uh, I was treated to a presentation uh, not too long ago by a representative from. I believe it was Massachusetts Mutual. Uh, it was anyway. It was one of the one of the the big uh, uh, life insurance uh, organizations that, that does a lot of uh, that, that has a lot of of, of uh, uh, financial products that that are they're really intended to be uh, lifetime type products and used for a variety of, of purposes and. Uh, and the, that presentation was, was, was specifically focused on how we at SCORE could work with the, uh, with the service providers at, at Massachusetts Mutual for the, for the, the ultimate benefit of, of, of Mass Mutual clients who, would, uh, uh, who would, would be able to utilize some of their, their financial products. So those those kinds of alliances do exist. I just don't have any firsthand uh, experience with working with with uh, say the local Goldman Sachs or uh, uh, American Express people. Okay, great. Uh, for a business to contact you, uh, can you provide your address and website and telephone number there for your score office in Dallas? Uh, well, uh, the uh, uh, the default would be to would be to contact the uh, uh, the, the the Dallas office of SCORE, and I've, I'm sorry to say I don't have that number off the top of my head. Uh, if if someone if someone wanted to contact me directly, and I would I would certainly uh, uh, welcome uh, that. Uh, 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 that direct contact, uh, they can reach me at area code 940 
725-3395, or they can contact me by email at fogg, F-O-G-G, C-P-A, at AOL.com. Okay. And uh, I have a, a business card here from Pat, one of the counselors there. I think the number there for Dallas is uh, 214-987-9491, and you're located in the Metals Building, 5646 Milton Street, Suite 303, Dallas, Texas, 75206, and the website is www.dallas-score-22.org, or then go to the local Go to sba.gov and look for their local chapter of SCORE in their uh, local market. Uh, but thank you for providing the information you just handed to me. For okay, well, Tim, I, I would I would also extend my thanks to Pat for providing that information for you so that it's good that you were equipped. Okay, great. Uh, on certification with the Small Business Administration, do you guys actually have involved with a business owner who wants to be certified as a minority business, a woman-owned business, or so forth, do you get involved? We would, with them? We, we would be able to to res- respond to to that particular opportunity, and and we would we would probably do it in and once again in a in a sort of a team approach. We would we would uh, encourage the client to to take the initiative to do what needs to be done as far as the. The application process is concerned, and then we would coach them through that application process with uh, with any with any guidance that they actually need. Uh, but it is something that that not only would we do, we would welcome the opportunity to do that because that is probably the the heart and soul of what the SBA does. And mm-hmm. and so you know, as a resource partner of the SBA, this this would be something that we would. Uh, uh, we would be be happy to respond to. I personally have not had a, a lot of experience in uh, in talking to clients about any of the special certification uh, uh, processes, but uh, but I, I, I I'm, I'm comfortable that uh, we we would be able to respond to that because uh, it's it, it is it is really a matter of of, of looking at the application uh, documentation. And then helping the client to to respond to the various questions and to provide whatever information is is needed. So to me, that's that's a very uh, a, you know, a, a very natural part of of our coaching process. Okay. Uh, moving from startup to now the small business that's under a hundred million dollars. Do you have any really? Um, not really medium-sized businesses, well, small businesses that who's been in business for a while who has an issue they really can't solve, um, either in sales or some other issue or management. Uh, do you get a lot of those, or you just get a lot of people who, from the startup phase, coming to you guys? We don't really have, at least as far as my personal experience is concerned, we don't really have a lot of of. of of clients who have been in existence for a while, uh, who come to us with with special uh, issues, but but I do know that that those have occurred. Mm-hmm. Uh, many times, it's it's a situation where where somebody where, where a client has has reached a point in their in their uh, uh, maturity uh, that uh, that is that necessitates some some additional decision making. As far as as how they're going to go to the next level, and I know in, in in the sports world you often hear references to the next level, but in the business world, what that means is that 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 an organization has has essentially uh, reached a a plateau in in their business maturity where they uh, where they, they they really need to sit down and and basically go go through another business plan exercise. And say, okay, we we we're now at this level of sales, and we've got this many employees, and if we're going to continue to grow and take out, take advantage of opportunities that exist in, in in the marketplace, then we need to go through this this planning process as if we were starting all over again. 
but with the, obviously the knowledge base that we have because we we have been in business for a while, and so occasionally we do get a, a, get an opportunity to talk to, to clients about the, their their uh, uh, fresh approach to to uh, writing a business plan and going through an, a, another financial modeling exercise to to kind of see what this business is going to look like if all these assumptions were were to come to pass. And uh, and so we we do get involved in those kinds of situations uh, from time to time. We also talk to clients who who have uh, who, who have experienced some some cash flow difficulties. Uh, perhaps one of the uh, one of the more common things that happens, uh, and and this is uh, uh, this is something that I've had some personal uh, uh, counseling experience on, are people who who come come in to talk to us about. The fact that they've they've kind of reached a a point in their relationship with with their with their other stakeholders, where there may be there may be a a, a time or an opportunity to uh, uh, have a separation, uh, and and have each one of the stakeholders uh, go their separate ways. And what does that mean as far as 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 some kind of a financial settlement? And this is not so much in the in the matter of the legalities of the financial settlement as it is in the economics of the financial settlement. And how does how does one go about placing a value on the business and 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 making an offer to uh, uh, to buy out the uh, uh, another stakeholder or perhaps all the other stakeholders, depending upon what the objectives are. And how's that going to be financed, and and what what are the what are the the economic consequences of of, of trying to accomplish that? So these are some of the of the shall we say growing pains kind of, of issues that we run into from time to time. Okay, great. What do you think uh, the challenges today uh, in, with small businesses? Uh, I know the economy is getting a lot stronger and better. Uh, one person said, and one time he said, really, it doesn't really matter. I guess if you're passionate with your ideas and and you're good at executing, uh, you can really overcome anything. Any particular challenges besides that one you just mentioned that small businesses come into score or face with? Well, I think that I, I, I'll just go back to a statistic that that I've heard on on more than one occasion to start with. And this is this is not the not the total answer that I'm that I'm going to try to give you, but but the one, I've I've seen a, a statistic that says that that more more small businesses fail because they run out of money than for other for any other reason. Mm-hmm. It's not because they've got a bad product or a bad concept. It's because they just simply run out of money. And so one of one of the biggest challenges that I think we that we see in 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 the small business community today is is not having adequate uh financial resources to be able to respond to the opportunities that they have. Uh this this arises from perhaps a, a couple of, of core issues. One is is that in today's in today's lending environment, it's still extremely difficult for a small business operator to to be able to to find the the finance the, the conventional uh, financing that's necessary to uh, be able to uh, conduct business in a meaningful way. That's not to say that it's impossible, but it's difficult, and that and therein lies the challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so it's I think it's it's very important uh, for from for the small business operator to make sure that their books and records are always up to date, that their financial uh, reporting process is 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 sufficiently sophisticated so that they can respond to any banker's request for financial information in a very timely way. That's, uh, th- these are areas where we could certainly be of assistance, but also it, I think it involves uh, the kind of relationship that I described earlier, where the where the entrepreneur has a a, uh, a trusted financial advisor who would be able to assist in uh, in the preparation of, of financial uh, information that would be necessary to to. Uh, uh, to be of not only interest but also informative to a prospective lender. 
there are other areas that that I think are extremely important as far as as the challenges of small business today. And one is that uh, that that those small business entrepreneurs have customers who are also in financial uh, challenges. And so managing cash flow also entails making sure that uh, that that accounts receivable are collected in a timely manner and that proper understandings uh, are are reached with uh, with customers who have uh, fallen behind in in their obligations to pay their to pay the the vendor i e the uh, 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 the client that we're trying to serve, and so there's there's a I think an extremely uh, uh, strong emphasis on on adequate communication between the service providers, uh, product and service providers, and and their customers to make sure that 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 uh, expectations are met with regard to timely collection of accounts receivable and and timely payment of accounts payable. And here again, this gets back to a cash flow uh, issue and a cash management issue. But these are the, these are the uh, uh, are the the, uh, uh, the the gears that run small business, managing cash and making sure there's enough cash to be able to uh, respond to opportunities. Okay. Uh- with loans and grants in general, I know they can they can go to the local uh, bank to try to get a loan, uh, try to get you know something under the SBA. Uh, are the is the SBA today? I know in the past they used to lend direct. Do you know offhand are they still doing that, or are they just um, mainly all of those those type products are uh, are done now by banks? Well, it's my understanding that the SBA does not make any direct loans. Okay. Uh, the the uh, the SBA works primarily as a guarantor of of uh, uh, co- conventional loans that meet whatever criteria they uh, are required for various SBA guaranteed loan programs. Mm-hmm. And there's probably at least a half a dozen of them. I, I'm not conversing on on the details of each one, but, okay. but the uh, the the typical the typical approach that I that we recommend to our clients if they want to look for an SBA guaranteed loan is to start a dialogue with a banker, and mm-hmm. and to have the banker essentially lead them through the 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 maze of of various uh, uh, SBA loan guarantee options that may be available in the in the particular circumstances, and so start with start with a conversation with with a a commercial banker who who uh, who participates in various SBA uh, guaranteed loan programs, and and see what the requirements are, and then respond to those requirements and. Uh, uh, and hopefully, at the end of the day, there will be there will be a meaningful out- and positive outcome. Okay. As as far as as far as other types of financial assistance are concerned, uh, generally speaking, uh, a for-profit organization is not going to qualify for any 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 type of, of, of traditional government grant. Uh, but having said that, I, I am aware that there are there are are uh, uh, Economic development programs that are that are uh, uh, sponsored by various municipalities throughout the, the Dallas-Fort Worth metroplex, for example, that will that will be uh, that will be responsive to requests for for grants uh, in, in in their particular areas of, of interest, provided that the the applicant has uh, has the ability to, uh, uh, to to meet whatever requirements that, that may be uh, uh, present for a, a uh, uh, an economic development grant. And typically, these would be situations where uh, a business is is going to try to get established in a in a community, and they're they're looking for some financial assistance from that uh, economic development agency in that community. And what they have to be able to do is to demonstrate that that the that, that the establishment of that business in that community is going to add to 
uh, and enhance the the economic uh, uh, development of that community, either by way of of, of uh, hiring people and paying them uh, uh, fair and honest wages, or by purchasing uh, goods and services from other uh, businesses that are established in that uh, in that particular community. And what, if all those if all those uh, uh, attributes are are present. Then there's at least a possibility that there might be some grant money available from the from the economic development agency in that community to assist in the expansion or even in the in the creation of a of a business that would would operate in that particular community. Okay. Any particular programs or that you can name in particular, uh, for example, in the Dallas Fort Worth area. That might apply for this particular thing you're talking about. Well, I've had I've had a conversation with at least one client about uh, uh, about trying to apply for a grant in the uh, with the uh, the city of Desoto Economic Development Agency, and okay. I've had some conversations with other. Uh, with other colleagues uh, that that uh, uh, re- referred to similar programs in other communities, but it's my understanding that that that, that a, there are a lot of communities in the Dallas area that have these types of of, of funding uh, uh, vehicles that are available if if all of the criteria are met. And my suggestion to to someone would be if if you if if you're looking to start a business in DeSoto, for example, that you should contact the head of the economic development agency there and start a dialogue and find out what's what's going to be required in order to uh, uh, to meet their requirements. Same thing would be true with uh, uh, the city of Garland or uh, uh, the city of Dallas or whoever wherever that business is going to be established. Mm-hmm. Because I do believe that these are these agencies are are more uh, are are more prevalent than uh, one might think. Okay, great. Uh, and those are I know in the past there used to be some programs called incubators that they these are part of that type of grant programs that is offered. Well, my my understanding of of the of the the concept of an incubator is that th- this is this is a group of of, of uh, business people who are are uh, are available to to try to assist a uh, a prospective uh, business much in the same way that uh, uh, angel investors or uh, uh, or other types of, of uh, Financing organizations would uh, would would be available, and and uh, once again, it's a matter of of trying to ascertain whether or not the uh, uh, the, the prospective business meets the criteria of whatever the incubator organization would 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 mandate, as okay. far as uh, as 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 them as the incubator organization having an interest. I don't want to sound too cynical, but. In some respects, it's like it's it's a corollary to the golden rule, and that is that he or she who has the gold makes the rules. <laughs> and so, if you're going to if you're going to be talking to someone to an organization that has financial resources that they would make available in in the right op- in the right circumstances, then you you pretty much have to be prepared to play by the, whatever rules they hand down. Okay. And those could vary, but but it's not. It, it, it is a. It is clearly a case where the uh, the organization, uh, the incubator organization, or or the angel investor group, or whoever it is, are going to be making some fairly specific and pointed uh, uh, mandates about how things are going to be done. Okay, great. Now, if they need some assistance in um, putting a proposal together, like a business plan and so forth. They can come to your agency, and you can kind of help guide them uh, in order to get that done as well. Yes, that's that's absolutely true. And typically, what we we try to do is to is to provide some some examples. And there are there are any number of examples that are that are available online for uh, as far as that goes. And we encourage people to go to go to a, a website that might be known as uh, as business plans. Uh, 
dot com or whatever whatever the the uh, uh, the particular tool is that's available online. And as I say, there are a lot of them. Uh, and and look and see what's there, and try to get some kind of an understanding of 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 what a business plan looks like. And interestingly enough, some of these business plans read like a Tolstoy novel. And we we try to encourage people not to to uh, to, uh, to try to develop a a a, a novel type uh, business plan, but rather write the plan from the point of view of not who's going to read it, but who's going to use it. And the user is going to be the client. Absolutely. Put 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 in your business plan some very essential elements, uh, and typically those would be things like uh, who am I, uh, what kind of product or service am I going to offer to the public, what uh, why is that product or service uh, going to to be of interest to the to the public, what sort of value would it add. Uh, uh, what kind of what, what kind of barriers are there to, as far as competition uh, uh, barriers of, of entry into that particular business? How much is it going to cost to get this business started? What kind of of, of uh, uh, financial expectations should I have? And one of the things that we always encourage our clients to do when they're when they're doing a, a financial model is to make sure that they put something in there for themselves. And I mean, the, the, sometimes uh, it, it, that's, that sort of states the obvious. But uh, at the end of the day, if uh, if a, uh, a prospective entrepreneur is going to uh, uh, justify whatever they're doing from an entrepreneurial standpoint, it, it, that justification has to include what kind of return they're going to get for their for their effort that goes into this. And, and all that really needs to be incorporated into a into a very well conceived business plan that's not written for the for the enjoyment of the reader so much as it is written for the for the uh the purposes of of the writer and and the, and the writer is is going to use that as a basis for making a very fundamental decision is this business viable or is it not okay great that's some great advice i guess the last few things real quick about the uh on your local website uh, I think SCORE main website is SCORE.org, uh, and then they can type in the zip code and they can get the local office of SCORE that uh, they can go to. But on your website for Dallas in particular, you have a list of workshops look like you, you hold every month. Can you tell us about these workshops? And what, what well, the, work, the, the, the workshop that's referred to at this particular point in time on our Dallas website is a is a is an eight hour Saturday workshop that that covers a variety of topics, uh, and it's uh, uh, the the theme of this is is how to start a small business. Okay. And uh, they these topics are broken down into. Uh, presentations of uh, probably anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and 15 minutes depending upon the topic that are made by score counselors uh usually the first uh, the first section in the morning is a, is a uh, uh is a discussion of how to write a business plan and many of the uh, uh of the the comments that come out of that are 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 very similar to what I just said in, in my comments about business plan writing. Okay. The next section, the next section is usually uh, uh, a, a discussion of how to obtain funds, and that's uh, uh, that, that's an area that uh, at, at this particular point in our in our national economic cycle is is a very difficult topic to cover because the truth of the matter is there aren't a lot of uh, there aren't a lot of options available. We typically focus more on on uh, non-traditional sources of financing, which would include angel investors and incubators, but also friends and family and and uh, and, and other potential stakeholders who are interested in in uh, trying to help launch a business. Uh, after that section is is done, uh, then we have a, a discussion of. Uh, Bookkeeping, record keeping, financial reporting, cash flow management is a it's it's kind of a an all in one uh, uh, exercise in in uh, in the, the financial side of the business. Uh, and then uh, we have a a section on marketing, advertising, uh, 
some of that uh, discussion is 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 more uh, more oriented towards traditional uh, marketing concepts, but uh, it also covers things like uh, uh, Facebook accounts and other social media uh, tools that are that are are more state of the art 21st century techniques that many people are using. Then we have a a section on on franchising. Uh, in many cases, uh, a franchise uh, is a, uh, a franchising concept will work either from the point of view of somebody who's trying to start a business and wants to buy a franchise, or it might also work in the case of someone who's trying to start a business and may ultimately think about uh, being, becoming a franchisor in the future. And so this this is about a 45-minute uh, presentation that that it covers everything that that I think that most most people who are trying to start a business would want to know as far as the, as the franchising concept is concerned. Mm-hmm. Then the next section is 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 a presentation by our staff attorney who talks about the various uh, forms of of business entities that may be involved in in conducting a business. And then the last section of the day is a is a uh, forty five minute or so presentation on income taxes, and uh, uh, or I shouldn't say income taxes, I should say federal taxes, which which also includes uh, uh, Texas uh, payroll taxes and franchise taxes as well. And this this is a module that sometimes I teach, mm-hmm. and uh, and I've I've found it to be very interesting that that our participants after having sat through all these various presentations over the course of the day still have some, something left in their tank to be very actively participating in a in a dry subject like taxes and and so that that's our Saturday workshop program uh, at the present time we're also involved in developing a series of 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 additional seminars and workshops uh, uh, jointly with uh, uh, various chambers of commerce in the Dallas area. Uh, area. Uh, not all. Of the, not all the chambers, of the chambers of commerce in the Dallas area have, have, uh, have uh, stepped up, stepped up at this point and, 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 and expressed their interest in participating. We do, we do have a, a core group. A core group. Of, I think about I think five, five chambers, chambers that we're working, that we're working with, with jointly. A series, a series of, 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 of seminars, seminars and workshops that will be maybe a little, maybe a little bit more, more uh, specific, uh, a little bit more focused on, on certain uh, 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 areas of, of, of expertise rather than, than sort of, sort of a, a, a collage of, of, of uh, things that people need to be aware of, which, which is the, the essence of our Saturday morning shop program. So these are things that are in development stage now. We hope to be able to start launching some of these programs in the in the early summer of, of this year and I would encourage uh, people to stay tuned for further developments on that point. Great. Now this particular workshop that you have, uh uh how to start and manage a small business, it, it has a little small fee, uh fifty dollars, but there's only that's a few r- programs. That's correct. Only a few fifty, programs. Fifty dollars fifty dollars per person and that gets you a, a, a exposure to the, the, the various uh, aspects of, of, of doing business that I had just described. Okay. And also on your website, you have a speaker bureau. As I mean, uh, basically, you can invite, request a speaker to come and speak to you, your function. That's how that set up. Yes, that, that's that, that's that's a, a a perfect way to describe what our speakers bureau is, and uh, we we uh, we encourage uh, uh, anyone who who is who is interested in having a a presentation on a topic to uh, contact us, and and we'll through through our uh, uh, group of of uh, counselors locally. Uh, we will will respond to that request and 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 provide the uh, uh, the expertise that uh, that is needed in order to make that an effective uh, presentation. Okay, and can you name a couple of topics that you can ask the speaker to talk to you and who actually who they go to, or churches or schools or? Well, uh, we I, I I personally participated in a in a presentation to a school class. Uh, this goes back uh, uh, almost two years ago now. But uh, three other colleagues and I went to a to a uh, uh, a school 
and and discussed uh, to the the, the 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 members of that particular business class. Uh, first of all, what we did as score counselors and what our backgrounds were, and uh, then we we answered questions from from the group of students that that were. Uh, burning on their hearts on that particular day things that that pertain to to uh business concepts as they would understand them from a uh, from a student's perspective uh we we had uh, one individual recently that uh, that made a a presentation to a an an, an islamic uh, uh trade or, trade association in the area and uh we have uh we well, this this Saturday, uh, another thing that we do. And it's really not quite so much in the speakers bureau uh, genre as it is just in, in, in the area of community service. Uh, we're going to provide uh, a, a group of, of, uh, of score mentors to be judges in some competition that's that that is that is being uh, uh, conducted by the Future Business Leaders of America, which is a, another high school event. Mm-hmm. And we're going to we're going to participate as judges in su- such things as as business plan writing and uh, uh, making financial decisions at the at say the middle management level. Uh, just by way of an example, a, a, a middle man a hypothetical middle manager has has been given an annual budget of uh, let's say five hundred thousand dollars to operate his or her department. What was that person do as far as 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 effectively deploying that five hundred thousand dollar budget and, and and getting the the most benefit out of it from a strategic standpoint? And so we're going to be judging uh, that type of competition. So we're we're very much a community service organization, uh, as, as you might imagine from what I've said. Mm-hmm. But uh, we we try to respond to to any any opportunity to to uh, branch out into other maybe non traditional areas of of community service where we can really make a difference in the in the 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 outcomes for those organizations. However, we may be able to do that. We're blessed. We have something like I think 55 people on our roster in Dallas uh, in the Dallas chapter right now and and there are just a, just an incredible array of, of, of personal backgrounds that are all uh, brought brought to bear on any opportunity that we have to be of service to the community uh, to be of service to uh, uh, anyone who, uh, who we possibly can respond to okay Last couple of things. Uh, also, if a person who's interested in volunteering with your organization, they uh, can volunteer, and basically by filling out a form on the website, and and do they come in for an interview? And well, we we certainly would encourage people to uh, to contact us and, and to to step up as volunteers by. Uh, by going on to our website, but but by the same token, uh, if someone were interested in, in volunteering, they could call the number that you provided earlier, okay, and just say I'm uh, I'm interested in being a score volunteer. Who do I need to talk to? And 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 we can make that happen. Perfect. Uh, we're, we're, we uh, we have the capability of responding either way. And, and the truth of the matter is. The response time is probably faster if somebody calls or writes to the Dallas chapter office and and <laughs> makes it known that that they're that they're interested rather than going through the the national website. Okay, I follow. Great. Uh, that's and I don't mean that in any in any derogatory way. It's just that, that sure. it it seems like it, it happens a, a lot faster that way. I have had personal experiences where on the days that I've been in the office in Dallas, the phone's rung and. And it's someone who said, "I'm calling to see about becoming a volunteer." And I get their their contact information. We have a an individual <clears throat> in our group who is our, for lack of a better term, our human resources coordinator. And that individual then contacts the, the caller, and and the dialogue starts, and uh, and we go from there. Okay. Any particular qualifications for a volunteer? Or they just well, the, the, I, I would say the, 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 the main qualification is that, that someone comes to us with, with business experience. It doesn't have to be any particular type of business experience. 
there's there's no there's no limitation on age. I mentioned at the very beginning of this uh, interview the uh, my my recollections of reading about the Service Corps of Retired Executives, uh, which is now known as SCORE. Uh, we have we have people in our organization who are not who are not retired, but they do have uh, some time that, that that's available that they want to give back to the community. Uh, some of these people are encouraged by their employers to give time back to the community, uh, as and and so uh, we we have some of those people on our roster. Uh, we have. Uh, uh, Retired executives, we have other self-employed that, uh, that that are in a position to to be able to to give uh, something back to the to the community while they're still uh, uh, actively employed. And I will say that in in those particular situations, we have some very very specific and strict rules of conduct uh, that are imposed on our volunteers, whereby uh, a volunteer can never utilize his position as a volunteer or her position as a volunteer to try to uh, develop more business for himself or herself in 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 his or her chosen profession so that there's a uh, there there are rules of conduct that we abide by that that hopefully are not going to uh, result in a conflict of interest anywhere along the way because any activity that we do as as score uh, counselors we're doing on behalf of score and not on behalf of ourselves Oh, Father, great. Uh, lastly, you, since you are a 501c3 organization, you also accept cash and in-kind gifts uh, that are tax-deductible. And usually those type of donations, and it says on the website, normally goes to any particular cost or... Um, well, I think I, I'm, I'm not I'm not totally conversant about this, but we have as part of as part of the SCORE organization. I think there's an organization called SCORE Foundation. Mm-hmm. And so, what I would encourage people to do would be to go on the on the SCORE Foundation website and determine uh, what they need to do to make direct contributions to the SCORE Foundation. But any any contribution that's made either to the Score Foundation or to to Score itself would would be a a charitable or a charitable contribution, which would be deductible for federal income tax purposes as such as a charitable contribution. Uh, as far as the mechanics are concerned, uh, uh, I uh, I would I would say that probably it should be done via the the national organization. Either scored uh, or or score the score foundation, as opposed to uh, let's say if somebody walked into our office at the Meadows Building and said, "I'm here to to make a ten thousand dollar contribution to score. Will you accept my check?" Well, the answer would be, "Sure, we'll accept your check," and then then we would we would then have to, have to uh, go through whatever channels need to go through so that 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 would be. Properly recognized, not only from from the point of view of our internal finances, but also so that the the donor would get proper credit for that. Absolutely. Okay. Anything you'd like to add? I mean, I really appreciate you talking for a little. I mean, just right an hour. We managed to start only for thirty minutes, but uh, anything you'd like to close with? Well, I, I think that this is going to be kind of a personal note, and I may have alluded to it earlier, but uh, one, one of the, the reasons that, that I responded to the opportunity that I responded to in, in the fall of 2009 was, was that I saw SCORE as being a perfect vehicle for me to accomplish something that, I, <clears throat> that I've had on my bucket list for a long time, and that's to give something back to the community. And and I think that that for for an individual who who has a who has a desire to to give back and to make a difference in people's lives and who has the the business background whether it be the, the kind of background I have as a as a lifelong CPA or whether it's as a corporate executive, but to have have that kind of of, of mission uh, in his or her life, then then there's no I don't believe any better. Any better vehicle to do that than score, uh, and and the and the biggest reason for that is because every day is a new day with with score. Uh, you never know what kind of challenges you're going to to be able to respond to. 
those challenges are as, as diverse as the, as the the clients that that we serve, and uh, it's just to me, it's just a lot of fun. And I and I really believe that we are making a difference, one client at a time. Wow, I really appreciate the time. Uh, appreciate your time. Appreciate your agreement uh, to uh, come onto the show. To contact the local score office there in Dallas again, the number is two one four. Nine eight seven nine four nine one. They located in the Metals Building, fifty six forty six Milton Street, Suite three zero three Dallas Texas seven five two zero six. You can also get information by Score at Score dot org, the Score Foundation, Score Foundation dot org. Uh, this has been a production by Apple Capital Group. Uh, you can take a look at our website blog that Apple Capital Group. Or again, continue to listen to this broadcast on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Apple Capital Group. Again, Ken Fox, thank you, thank you, thank you for your time and all your wealth of information. I really appreciate you joining us. Well, it's been my pleasure, and I thank you for the opportunity to uh, to tell the, the score story. Great, I really appreciate it, and have a great day. Thank you so much. Okay, you too. Take care. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to The Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet. For a free quote on equipment leasing and financing, visit our website, applecapitalgroup.com. That's applecapitalgroup.com. And fill out the information to receive your free quote. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. And remember, you can always get to The Core via iTunes. You'll find all our previous episodes there. Thanks again for listening to The Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet.